0: here. I'm Reverend Billy, Church of Stop Shopping. Welcome. Welcome back. The new name of our radio podcast entity here is Extinction Is Here. And I'll tell you why we had to rename it. It's because so many thousands of thousands of people have conspired to get the name of the most powerful storm in two centuries, Ida. That's not her name. They got the name wrong. They had to name her and give her a story. For the
1: first time in recorded history, the National Weather Service issued Hurricane a Ida, flood expected
0: to soon unleash its fury on
2: Louisiana's capital.
0: And they city. love that power. Ooh. That's what makes the story so interesting. Is because she is colonizing all of us. They're re-experiencing the American Empire through her. No, no. This temporary criminal, <laughs> this fabulous rogue storm which killed eight people here in New York over the last 24 hours, two full days after landfall in New Orleans. Well, yeah, that's impressive. I suppose that's the news. But you can't separate that storm and put it on the shelf. No, they got the name wrong. They got the name wrong. Let's talk today, over the next half hour, let's talk about the right name, shall we? Let's get the name right. Get the name right. Extinction is here. Is here. Let's be honest about it. Somebody, give me an earth alluia today. Earth
1: Continue from Hurricane Ida's meteorologist Jeff Beridelli is tracking the latest this with the storm. Jeff,
2: what can you tell us? This storm is
1: has begun. The storm has finally come. The water and the wind, now it has begun. Is this some kind of war? The sea won't say a word. The weatherman's a bore. Now it has begun. The storm has finally come, my neighbor's in the street, it rushes like a stream, you're caught in it waist deep, what an energized retreat, you think you can compete, the hero's tragedy, now it has begun. The storm has finally come. The drowning and the dead, now it has begun. My breath is out of reach. Death makes its final speech. Did this storm come from me? Did this storm come from me? Now I know the truth. The waves break on the roof. Where is my higher ground? It's down there with my town. I'm praying round and round. Am I living to be found? A body in the sound. Running round and round. Now it has begun. The storm has finally come. The sea begins to speak, turn she says face me, now it has begun. Take me to the deep, take me to the deep, take me to the deep
2: the fifth weatherst day ever in New York City history. In Newark Airport, that was the rainiest day ever in the history. This has ended up being a one in 500 year rainfall event. So to put that into perspective, going into every single year, that's 0.2% chance of occurring. So this is, you know, most of us should never see this again in our lifetimes.
0: Prophecy recounted by Deborah White Plume of the Lakota Nation and retold at Occupy Wall Street by Eagle Woman of the Mandan, Hidatsa, and Arakara people. Our old ones were talking about this, and they were saying that there's coming a time when the Earth will rise up because she needs to cleanse herself. And it could go one of two ways. The Earth rises up And then the people rise up with her or the earth rises up and the people don't rise up and then they fall away and they are no longer here. In the Church of Stop Shopping, we believe that the earth is the source of new language and meaning. New stories are coming to us in this wind, fire, and flood. Our radical performance community, the Stop Shopping Choir, translates the bad weather into song lyrics singing out from rooftops and fire escapes in bank lobbies and museums in front of big box stores and at mountaintop removal sites our job is to sing and preach the inspiring message delivered by the latest disaster and what is that message the earth is daring us with its impossible upheavals to reenter the scary story of evolution And how do we take the action we need to save ourselves in the natural world, which is poised to overpower the world of greed that raised us? We ask the force of life on Earth, and this is our only defense. Can you make us as radical as you are?
3: Extinction is real extinction is here we better say i love you before we disappear extinction number six one two three four five do something to remember if someone does survive oh our hearts are beating now There is no goodbye. Oh, extinction is real. Extinction, extinction is here. We better say, I love you know before I we disappear. Extinction numbers is one, two, three, four, five. five. No. Do something to do remember. By. Someone does survive. Extinction, extinction, my God, what a word, it's everywhere, it's nowhere, it flies like a bird, let go of the myth, extinction will surprise, now we can really love, death makes the sun rise, death. Makes the sun rise. Death 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 Make, the, make, the, make right. the sun rise. Extinction is real.
0: Extinction is here.
3: We better say I love you before we disappear. Extinction number six. Rise. One, Death two, three, four, five. Rise. Do something Death to remember if someone Death does survive. Rise. Death, Death makes the sun rise. Oh, oh are Death rise. Oh! I, oh! I. Death on the, the living sunrise. earth, it there is no. Good sunrise. Death makes the sunrise. Death makes the, the sunrise. Death makes the sunrise. Death makes the sunrise. Death makes the sunrise.
4: Hello, welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. I greet you from Brooklyn, under the stormy skies of what was once Hurricane Ida. An analysis of footage of octopuses off the coast of Australia throwing shells and silt suggests they intentionally target and often hit other octopuses. In most cases, it is females that do the throwing, often at males that are harassing them. In 2015, Peter Godfrey Smith filmed several common Sydney octopuses interacting at a site in Jervis Bay dubbed Octopolis. It is one of the few places in the otherwise sandy sea bottom where octopuses can make dens, so there are an unusual number of the animals in a small area. The cameras captured fights, matings, and an extraordinary behavior that the team calls throwing. The octopuses hold silt, algae, or objects such as shells under their bodies and their tentacles, then angle their siphons and shoot a jet of water at the projectiles, propelling them up to several body lengths. One female octopus threw silt ten times at a male from a nearby den who was attempting to mate with her. She hit him on five occasions. A federal judge struck down a Trump-era environmental rule that drastically limited federal restrictions against pollution of millions of streams, wetlands, and marshes across the country. Mr. Trump's policy allowed the discharge of pollutants such as fertilizers, pesticides, and industrial chemicals into smaller streams and wetlands. Judge Rosemary Marquez of the United States District Court for the District of Arizona found fundamental substantive flaws with the Trump administration's policy and said that it was in conflict with the 1972 Clean Water Act. She warned of the possibility of serious environmental harm if the Trump rule remained in place. For three days in August, 7 billion tons of rain fell across Greenland, the largest amount since records began in 1950. It is also the first time since then that rain, not snow, fell on Greenland's highest peak. Greenland's ice sheet is the second largest on the planet after Antarctica, and any rain falling on its surface accelerates melting. By August 15th, the amount of ice lost was seven times greater than is normal for mid-August. This is just the latest extreme climate event on the island, which sits in the North Atlantic Ocean. In a single day in July this year, the amount of ice that melted in Greenland would have covered the U.S. state of Florida with five centimeters of water. And last October, research showed ice in Greenland is melting faster than at any other time in the past 12,000 years. Melting in Greenland threatens to significantly hamper humanity's efforts to mitigate climate change. That's because after a certain point, it may create catastrophic feedback loops. Eco-friendly LED streetlights produce even worse light pollution for insects than the traditional sodium bulbs they are replacing, a new study has found. The abundance of moth caterpillars in hedgerows by rural roads in England was 52% lower under LED lights and 41% lower under sodium lights when compared with nearby unlit areas. In grass medians, moth caterpillar numbers near LEDs were a third lower than in unlit areas, whereas sodium lights had little effect on abundance. The white LED lights are more energy efficient but produce more blue lights, says scientists, which is the color predominantly seen by insects. Moths are important pollinators and provide essential food for birds and animals. Their numbers have dropped by a third over the past 50 years. Some wild cockatoos whittle tree branches into utensils that they use to open and dig into the seed-laden pits or stones of tropical fruit. This is the first known instance of wild non-primate animals making and using tool sets, says Mark O'Hara at the University of Veterinary Medicine, Vienna. Using their tongues and beaks, the parrots crafted the wood slivers into usable tools of three different sizes and thicknesses. Then, aiming with their beaks, they artfully jabbed their cutlery into the fruit's pit. At certain sites in the Grand Canyon, more than one billion years' worth of rocks have gone missing from the geologic record. Scientists are trying to figure out why. Their absence is a puzzle called the Great Unconformity that has perplexed geologists since it was first described nearly 150 years ago. The team reports that a series of small, yet violent faulting events may have rocked the region during the breakup of an ancient supercontinent called Rodinia. The resulting havoc likely tore up the earth around the canyon, causing rocks and sediment to wash away and into the ocean. Climate change is the quiet force behind a sudden decline in the population of North Atlantic right whales, according to a new study that bolsters a growing body of research into why the critically endangered animals have veered from slow recovery to alarming decline. An analysis of data on plankton, oceanic conditions, and whale sightings showed that the whales abandoned their traditional feeding grounds in the Gulf of Maine in 2010, the same year that warming water caused the fatty crustaceans they eat to plummet in the area. Many of the whales eventually followed their food north to the Gulf of St. Lawrence, but the protections from fishing gear and ships that had safeguarded them in their previous habitat did not exist in their new one. Entanglement in gear is the leading cause of death for North Atlantic right whales, followed by collisions with vessels. They moved so fast, and protective policies did not move with them. The breast milk of lactating mothers vaccinated against COVID-19 contains a significant supply of antibodies that may help protect nursing infants from the illness, according to new research from the University of Florida. A new study finds that US residents struggle to understand terms frequently used by scientists to describe climate change. Study participants said some of the terms were too complex to understand. Other terms were misunderstood in the context of climate change participants suggested simpler, alternative language. Participants were asked to rate how easy it was to understand eight terms drawn from publicly available reports written by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. The eight terms were mitigation, carbon neutral, unprecedented transition, tipping point, sustainable development, carbon dioxide removal, adaptation, and abrupt change. Mitigation was the most difficult term to understand, abrupt change was the easiest. Participants were also asked to provide suggestions for alternative language. In general, they advised using simpler terms and using them in the context of climate change. For example, for the term unprecedented transition, which the IPCC defines as rapid, far-reaching and unprecedented changes in all aspects of society, participants suggested change not seen before. For tipping point, which the IPCC defines as... An irreversible change in the climate system, one respondent offered, too late to fix anything. And today, the sounds of extinction. The old growth forests of British Columbia in Western Canada are imperiled by logging and expansion of human habitat. Less than 3% of the province's biggest, most ecologically important old growth remains. The rare temperate rainforest of the Canadian interior, home to endangered caribou and cedar trees more than 1,000 years old, is at imminent risk of clear-cutting. British Columbia has the greatest ecological diversity in Canada. Old-growth forests are vital to sustain endangered species, First Nations cultures, the climate, clean water, wild salmon, caribou, bears, wolves, and much other life. Ancient Sitka spruce, Douglas fir, Yellow and western red cedar trees, some older than 1,000 years, are all in danger. The population of marbled muralets, a seabird that nests in old-growth forests, has already collapsed. For thousands of years, these forests have been in the territories of indigenous people who use their plants and animals sustainably. These habitats are not replicated in their structure and function by the ensuing second-growth tree plantations that are re-logged every 50 to 60 years on B.C.'s coast never to become old growth again. When these ancient forests are cleared, they are gone forever. At the Fairy Creek blockade, activists have been resisting efforts to log ancient trees, and over 800 arrests have been made since May, making it the second largest site of civil disobedience in Canadian history. And here, the sound of an old growth forest.
0: power Shepard smith is here now with the very latest in this hour
2: chef hey we now know that this storm is about 40 miles southwest of jackson mississippi this storm has overachieved at every single
4: step it came on shore winds 150 miles an hour we had a report of 166 mile an hour wind gust six hours later it is still intact still a cat four
0: tonight desperation in louisiana Entire communities cut off.
2: A flash flooding siege in the
1: Northeast. States of emergency in New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania.
0: And so, weather persons. You notice they all have different voices, different kinds of approaches. Some of them sound like sports announcers. Some of them sound like, well, very sentimental kind of actors being sad, and some of them are so enamored of the power of this Storm Ida. as powerful as 700 atomic bombs, there hasn't been anybody like her since uh, centuries ago. And then they're the experts who want to live up to their honorific they gave themselves of being meteorologists, and they love the data, they love the details, they, 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 want, to, they want to tell you something you don't know. <laughs> about barometric pressure or jet streams or something. Well, in the Church of Stop Shopping, you may have picked up on my slightly satirical tone there. We believe that weather persons are liars. I, I say that in a loving way. <laughs> but the fact is, they are given this entity, this storm, as a storm of the name, a personality, Ida. they given this gift from the weather service. But in fact, that is not that storm's name. In fact, all the wildfires, all the diseases and starvation and heat waves and jet streams collapsing around our heads and mar- melting Arctic ice, and all of the earthquakes, everything coming at us right now, from all sides, from the atmosphere, from the water, from the the ground beneath our feet, all the natural disasters come from one source, and that is the earth. The earth is in a state of um, extreme evolution, and the scientists call it extinction. But the weather person never says the word extinction. The weather person sticks with a narrative of some kind of hero-god-criminal celebrity named Ida. And I'm here in New York, and believe me, I'm sick of hearing about how Ida did this to us, or that to us. Ida doesn't exist, it's construction. Let's go straight to the source, let's go to the Earth. The Earth is doing all of this, why? Because the Earth wants to live. The Earth has had extinctions before, and this is its, as far as we know, sixth extinction. In the last 450 million years, there have been six. This is the sixth. The extinction is the Earth's way of living, of continuing life, of surviving. Now, since we triggered this extinction this predator species homo sapiens we might possibly draw the conclusion that the earth needs to do something about us it might not be to kill us outright although in my town here about 20 people died just in the last 48 hours it might be it might be just that we're a kind of rash on the surface on the the epidermis Epidermal surface of the earth, and that, that, that we just have to be subdued in some way, that the earth knows that, that we have to be dealt with in some way. I don't know. But we're in the right area here of asking questions that would be asked about an intelligent living being that has a motive. That is something the weather person never does. The weather person never, never, never gets behind Ida. Once, once that narrative is built and once that weather person is selling perfumes and antidepressants and cars for the person that uh, you know is is that weather person's boss, once they're commercial, once they're selling, once they're getting our shopping continuing, then they're in the land of consumerism capitalism and they don't have to look back. But now we have to look back. The earth is telling us we have, we must We must look at at our lives. How do we live here? How do we breathe? How do we have children? How is love enacted among people in our community? What kind of economy might exist that is more like the, the natural world and less like consumerism capitalism? What alternatives do we have? Can we live a life that doesn't attack the earth? Earth I know it is difficult to be as radical as we must be now, but I know in my town here in New York right now, people are sitting down, they're talking to their loved ones. What will we do? How will we walk? How will we eat? How will we be with each other? They've been driven back to the first fundamental radical questions. And eventually we will all have to do that. Let's do that now together. Let's help each other. Earthleluia, thank you so much for being with us today in our half-hour-long Earth church. Don't be that weather person trying to sell the Earth and buy the Earth. <laughs> Go out and look up at the stars. Find an ecosystem somewhere nearby. Let the Earth come to you. Stand in the trees, on the meadow, in the wetlands. Slow down. Start over. Eartheluya. <laughs>